podcast from the Arsenal. Hello Gooners, thanks for joining us on uh, Season 2 of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal. I'm Angelo, your host, and joining me as he did throughout Season 1 is Diddley. How are you doing, Diddley? Hi Ange, how are you? I'm alright, mate. I'm alright. It's been a while. Uh, it's been good to recharge the batteries, isn't it? It's been nice, yeah, to have a little bit of a break from Arsenal. Um, but yeah, that didn't last long, did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to pre-season in a moment. You know, I almost forgot how to how to record a podcast. It's been that long. Um, so, uh, no, good to be back. You know, it's it's that weird Arsenal cycle of disappointment, hope, uh, and then more disappointment. So uh, we've come back with, you know, renewed vigour, ready for a new season ahead. Uh, yeah, well, I was feeling quite optimistic and... Um, and then we played Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, well, look, we'll, we'll we'll come on to we'll come on to that. All I'm going to say is, for those of you, I'm sure those of you have, uh, have all seen it. Joe Willocks scored a goal. Joe Willocks scored a goal. Whatever the line didn't count. The one time they don't use goal line technology. Yeah. You know, come to bites in the ass. But hey, what are you going to do? Um, now, hopefully, you're, you're all returning from listening to season one. You know, your seasoned listeners of Blast from the Arsenal podcast. Um, but of course, if you're not, please subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode. Um, you know, less football this year because we're not in Europe, but still the same. I want to say high quality podcasting analysis from us, but that <laughs> that'll be uh, that'll be proof in the pudding. Um, but yeah, definitely make sure you subscribe on all podcasting platforms. Uh, and of course, as we said all through last season. Um, you know, make sure you follow us on the socials too. It is the hub of all of our activity. It's where we interact with our, our lovely followers. Uh, and Diddley, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. What is the um, the social media handle that they can use? Have you forgotten? I haven't. No. Okay. Good. Go for it. It is at Blast Arsenal Pod. It is indeed. And it's the same every week. Same every week, but you're going to hear it every week, just as a little reminder of where you can find us. Uh, look, before we get into the nitty gritty of Arsenal. You know, what what have you been up to over the over the summer months? There's obviously a little matter of the Euros. Yes, the Euros. Um, look, let's not go too too over the top with this. We're both Italian, right? Yeah. Um, but we don't want to lose listeners. That's so. true. But we're happy, uh, and also a little bit sad for England, I guess. Are we or not? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's no there's no doubt about that. They um, did well, but. Yeah, um, someone's got to win it. Yeah, in the in the words of Roy Walker from Catchphrase, it's good, but it's not right. <laughs> uh, I felt sorry for Saka more than anyone. Yeah, I did. Yeah, young Arsenal, young Arsenal boy. But look, we don't want to dwell on what's been and gone. This is all about the season ahead. But um, can't deny the fact, you know, two very happy Italian gooners. Um, and if we could make a substantial bid for Enrico Chiesa, <laughs> that's his dad, I'm not joking. Um, yeah, I'd be chuffed if we could get we could get him but that's never going to happen so let's so he was a player that stood out for you Federico Chiesa yeah Mm. and for many and for many Um, Arsenal players at the Euros we were slim pickings it's it's not very often that happens is it over the years we've been sort of inundated with a a large number of international players and that's almost something you've looked forward to at the Euros aside from your own team being there is you know seeing how well your, your teams have done largely our Dutch connection and, and French connection, not the clothing brand, but the amount of French players we had. Um, but but it was slim pickings, as I say, this this uh, this competition because we literally had three players, and I think only one of them really, or two of them, really played, didn't we? Because we had Saka playing for England, 
um, Xhaka, who played for Switzerland, uh, and Leno, unless I've missed anyone. Um, well, we've acquired one player that he didn't play. That's uh, true. Ben White. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it was kind of a bit of sweet situation there wasn't it with, with only three players because as I say you look forward to seeing them you hope they do well and uh, obviously bless him Saka didn't it didn't work out for him in the end but you know penalty aside he actually had a really good tournament yeah he? he was brilliant and um, he forced his way into the starting 11 and uh, I think a lot of people that maybe didn't know about him as well as we obviously do yeah uh, Arsenal fans um, grew to like him and, yeah. and, and love him and Saw what we saw. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and do you know what? I'm glad you said that. Well, I know we were going to come on to transfer shortly, but I, I kind of get the impression that's going to be similar for Ben White. Um, and we'll come on to that in a bit, as I say. But, you know, I'm, I'm hearing lots of Leeds and Brighton fans sort of saying, you lot haven't seen him the way we've seen him. Trust me, he's brilliant. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that maybe we've got a bit of a blinkers on him. Because I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say I don't know an awful lot about what he's done or also the, 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 the in-depth knowledge that um, the fans of those respective clubs will have. But we'll come on to that, as I say, in a, in a moment. Um, now, how much do you read into pre-season friendlies? Not a lot. Um, that's yeah. good. Yeah, same, I think. I mean, it's always good to kind of get a bit of a feel for, for how things are going, but... Um, I tend to keep an eye out, see who's scoring goals, but who I might sneak in my fantasy football team. Yeah. But to be honest, as soon as I do that, the goals dry up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if you could leave Orbit out, that would be really handy because he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's not doing too well, is he? Bless him. Um, so, pre-season friendly. So, we've played Hibs. Lost 2-1. We played Rangers. We drew 2-0. Uh, and then I think at that point, our, uh, our tour to Florida was cancelled. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. It was. Uh, because of COVID within the camp. Although it was non-playing staff, I understand, that uh, yeah. that caught COVID. So that meant sort of quick changes to our, our schedule. But to be honest, I was quite happy about that. I, I was. I, you know, I feel for American Gooners that, that wanted to get a glimpse of uh, the team. But it just seemed, with everything going on still, that it just seemed a bit silly to be going all mm. that way. Mm. I don't know about you, but... Same, certainly from a, a pandemic perspective, but also I always think this with with these uh, with these tours. I mean, I know it's not the same with respect going to Scotland and having a tour of Scotland and then having the same in America, but you can't take away from the um, I guess the implications of the travel. You know, the tiredness, the fatigue, yeah. and all that sort of stuff, the heat out there. So, you know, at the end of the day, these boys need to be uh, seasoned for crap weather majority of the season round. Scotland was perfect for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too disheartened. But like I say, it was just a bit of a last-minute change of plans. Uh, who did we play after the draw with Rangers? Do you have it to hand? We played Millwall, is that we right? We played, that's right, yes, 4-1 win. Yeah. Which was good. Uh, then it was Watford. Yep. 4-1. Um, another 4-1 win. Yep. Uh, and then, obviously, we, we've, we've started playing the Mind Series, which is... Um, the the charity mind, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, a pre-season friendly competition. So, yeah, a couple of wins, a couple of losses because we lost our first game there to Chelsea uh, and a draw thrown in for good measure with Rangers. <sighs> Again, early days yet. Players that played in those games will be leaving the club. Uh, yeah, and, for and I'm, sure. And I'm sure there's others that are going to come in. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. 
Um, but thoughts overall on what you've seen pre-season? Um, a couple of players have sort of stood out, I guess, for me. Uh, I think Pepe looks like he's carried on from the end of last season. He's looking confident and quite sharp, mm-hmm. so I'm pleased about that. Um, Lukonga, I mean, yeah. we'll talk about him uh, in a bit, but yeah, he's he surprised me. I, I was... I thought he might struggle initially, but yeah, it's uh, looking good. It a looks nice like surprise. a good a good purchase. And with the injury to Thomas Partey, uh, sustained against Chelsea, yeah. um, we're still waiting for the outcome of, of that, I think, as the, the full outcome of what the extent of his injury is. But he may well have, Lukonga may have a more of a starting role than he anticipated. Uh, but yeah, certainly looks assured on the ball, doesn't he? So we'll we'll come on to that one. I mean, that is a big negative, um, the party injury. If it is bad at the minute, we still don't know uh, at the time of recording what what the issue is. It could be nothing. It could be a few weeks out. Hopefully it's nothing and and he's uh, ready for the first game, but... Yeah, he's not had the best luck, has he? At Arsenal, he so hasn't, no, because he, he's another one who's looked quite good pre-season. Yeah. He, he looks a different level to a few of the players that that we've got, mm. if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, and, I, and I think with his quality and potential absence, highlights our lack of quality mm. in depth in the squad, doesn't it? You know, you, you're already looking at Lukonga as his potential replacement. Granite Xhaka looks like he's not going to move to Roma now and apparently going to be offered a new deal. Um, but really, looking at the, the, the quality that we've got there, we just don't have it, do we? So will this injury, again, depending on the length of it, might change our transfer plans? Difficult to say because it looked like we were going to bring someone in to replace Shaka. Yeah. Now he's not going. Are we going to move for, for a midfielder? I think, personally, that we should. Um, I, I, I think we're short of quality in there and... I'm not. I'm not saying Shaka's a bad player. He's he's got his faults, but we do look better with him in the side than without him. So I just think everyone was kind of looking forward to him, not to him leave. Well, some people definitely were to him leave him, oh. but just a, a change in that midfield, uh, someone new, something different. I think we're all kind of excited about it and yeah. now maybe we're not going to get that and we could start the season with El Nenny and Shaka in, in the middle and it's here we go again here that... we go again um, how how do they how does Arteta expect to achieve anything other than 8th or lower again using the same players using the same players yeah. and um, I think that's the issue I think uh, Xhaka in particular has had a, a very up and down Arsenal career, isn't he? Um, you know, highs are that he's won the FA Cup a couple of times. Lows are losing your captaincy and kind of being isolated by the fans and, and what have you. But I think the problem with him is, you know, he's had three different managers in Wenger, Emery, Arteta, Frank Lundberg for good measure if you want as an interim. But his, his, uh, his sort of shortcomings have, have been the same with every manager, haven't they? Discipline, you know, you can't just become faster overnight. He's not a quick player, so he doesn't have the legs for me in midfield. Um, I mean, you don't 
necessarily need to be quick. You, you don't if you've got two midfielders that work together. One yeah. that sits back and mops up and one that is willing to go forward. And um, Or if you've got two that are sitting back together playing two central defensive midfielders. And that, that's what I mean. I think the issue is that he gets caught out positionally quite a lot and by then it's, he doesn't have the legs to come back and, mm-hmm. and recover. So I think everyone was kind of looking forward to, you know what, fair play, you've had your ups and downs, but I think everyone's ready for a change and, and the Guardian are reporting he's going to get a five-year contract. So it's it's just a confusing one. I think uh, in some respects you look at the club and think, I can see the direction, I can understand the, the, the process, you know, tying all our players, down, our young players down to long-term contracts, fantastic news. Obviously, Emil Smith-Rowe and Saka, Martinelli, below. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. And in the same breath, like you say, keeping the same players that are sort of getting us to two consecutive eighth-place finishers. So. But look, I don't want to go over this up on transfers just yet because we are going to go into that in, in more detail in a moment and, and really uh, really go to town on what we've done so far and, and what we might be doing going forward. A um, couple of other big bits of news that we should probably cover. All or Nothing. The Amazon documentary where uh, first season it was Man City, I believe, was it? Yep. Uh, and obviously that was then followed by Spurs. So City won it all. Spurs won nothing. <laughs> Could Arsenal win it all? What are your thoughts on this documentary, though? Uh, surprised that we've been chosen to do it? No, not really. Uh, um, why is that? Stan Kroenke's no stranger to this, is he? The LA Rams were featured in All or Nothing. If you haven't seen that, it's you know it's worth a watch. It's sometimes a bit of a... It seems quite staged at times. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Mm. Uh, I am a little concerned that... You can become potentially a meme, a laughing stock if you're not careful. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it going to be something of a distraction... That we don't need at, at the moment. Um, we haven't got Europe to distract us, and you know, this coming along would it would it um, provide something that's on yeah. players' minds? You know, yeah. when they're in and around the the training ground and, and whatnot. It's money at the end of the day. Isn't it's it? money. It's a it's, it's a revenue. It's that, a guaranteed that, Stan Kroenke dollar signs. Um. Arteta's obviously been part of the process before with Man City, so mm-hmm. he's well aware of of what it, what it's going to be like. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Who do, who do you think will stand out as a as a sort of personality in, in this of of the players in a good way? Yeah, yeah, in a good way. Um... I mean, I think some players naturally come across as jovial in that way. So you, you can't help but think of Aubameyang, Lacazette if they're together. Pepe, it's a little trio that's that's quite close, isn't it? Um, I, do you know what? I, it's hard to say. I think our our, our core of, sort of British players, mm. so you think Tierney. You know, Tierney's very... Sh- Straight laced in a way, isn't it? You know, it's obviously infamous Tesco bag and and wearing short sleeves in the in the in the snow. But I think he's probably got a little bit of banter about him. He's a lad, isn't he? But a professional. And I think him with like Rob Holding, um, Callum Chambers, and, and now probably Ben White. 
I can see a good little group there, mm. you know. Um, I'm Arsenal were always known as the Bank of England club, the classy club, the Arsenal. And there's an element of this which is kind of dirty laundry being aired. Yeah, yeah. I kind of have a bit of worry about. At the same time, I think if we can achieve, and it's big if, if we can achieve something great this season, whether that be getting back into the top four, because let's be honest, that was great for our club given our, our current um, sort of situation, or winning a trophy. I mean, it's going to be some pretty good access to behind the scenes of, of what goes on. I'm also really looking forward to seeing what we don't get to see. And that sounds so obvious, but there's people that slate Arsenal, sometimes very rightly so, but at other times, you know, you read a lot of stuff on social media and you think, listen to yourself. Come on, do you really think that's the way a football club runs and works? I think it'd be great for people to actually understand how Arsenal do run. Me included, I'm not saying I know everything about it, but I feel like I have a bit of an appreciation for real life. Um, you know, whether that's players that want to leave and can't or the club trying to get rid of people and nobody mm. wants to pay for them or you know whatever so uh, it'll be good for that but I do worry about the whole airing dirty laundry mm. I'm interested to see how Arteta deals one on one with with players yes yeah you're right because I think at times it seems to come across from the outside looking in that maybe he's not very good at it mm. I don't know mm. I could be wrong but I think he's going to have more of a Guardiola style about him than a Jose Mourinho style. So I think we might see more of that. I think he's probably quite good at man management. I think he's, throughout his career, has probably been um, classed as maybe a bit arrogant. Um, but I think that's just good leadership. I don't think it's necessarily arrogant. It's to be a good leader, you know, you have to listen to your team. But you have to be the one to call the hard shots and say, this is the direction we're going in. Are you coming with me or you're not coming with me? But be able to get buy-in from your players. Whereas I think Marino was more, I don't know, a bit more uh, discipline and and almost uh, mock a player to try and, you know, tough love, beat him up a little bit yeah. and, and make him go, right, I'm going to prove you wrong. I don't think Arteta necessarily has that mindset. I think he's more of an arm around the shoulder and I want you to play for me. And So anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But uh, I'm guessing it won't be out until next year. Next year. So... So that's that. All right, last thing before we move on to a bit of Tweet of the Week, because we love a bit of Tweet of the Week, is uh, the release of the Arsenal kits. Uh, So two kits have definitely been confirmed, and the third one is kind of rumoured to be um, on its way. You know, leaked photos uh, uh, over the internet. So the first one's obviously the home kit. It's based on the 99-2000 season, the kit that... um, uh, what was from Nike? It was a Nike kit. Uh, it had the Dreamcast sponsor on it, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Okay. Thoughts on it? Yeah. It's like, very white. Yeah. More white than you'd expect on an Arsenal kit. Uh, but yeah, what what are your thoughts? Initially, I didn't like it, uh, but I like it a bit more now. I've seen them wearing it a couple of times. I think. Yeah, you read my mind. Yeah. I thought it looked, and there were there were memes. Uh, going around of it sort of being Ajax rip off because it is very Ajax you know white down the mm. middle red etc uh, sorry red down the middle white on the sides uh, but I'm the same as you I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan but um, I've seen them play a few pre-seasons in it and thought hmm, not bad actually that's, that's yeah. quite nice uh, the away kit so uh, yellow blue trims that's based on the 
71 double winning season. Uh, thoughts on that one like that? Not going to lie, I like it. Yeah. yeah. The badges, obviously, the, the old oh, cannon yeah. as well. It's iconic. Yeah. Um, got a lot of love for that. Got a lot of love for that. And the third kit, I don't know if you've seen it or not, it's the, do you remember the 94, 95 lightning blue kit? I think you I do. have had that, did you? That was my first ever kit. Yeah, that was one of my first ever kits too. Yeah, I really liked that. Well, this is kind of a, I don't know, retro throwback to that. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the picture of it. Uh, I have, yeah. Um, the old JVC sponsor. Thoughts look, on that one? It look, looks quite busy. It does. It does. It looks like uh, when you were younger and you were trying to tune a, a TV in on a on an analog TV. You know, right. and you had a lot of the blurs across the TV whilst you were trying to sort it. Yeah. Um, do you think it's going to be one of those disgusting kits that you kind of love to hate, hate to love type thing? You know, you look at like the Bruce Banana. If you were a, a, a non-Arsenal fan, you'd go the state of that. But as an Arsenal fan, it's so horrible. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You I could wonder, be right there. I wonder if this could be one of those. Do you generally buy Arsenal shirts? No. No. Neither do I. Not until they're too late, and then I have to go on eBay trying to find them and pay too much money for them. But no, I've got my old school ones, and that's what I wear, and that's that's that really. Yeah. Yeah. That is hashtag Cronky out. Is it? Hashtag Cronky out. Yeah, don't fund Stan Cronky, but some nice shirts. All right, it's that time, Diddly. We've not done it for a few months now. It's tweet of the week, and you know what comes with tweet of the week? Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Coming to a podcast near you, right? Uh, so I think tweet of the week is actually sponsored by. By Diddly this week because you you've got a couple of um, corkers to read. I've kept you. an eye out. I've been on the Good ball. Lad. You know, someone's got to look after the ship. Yeah, I'm I'm still you know loving the Italy win, so it's it's hard. Okay, so if you're not aware, tweet of the week is we you know we're quite not we're into Twitter. We're you know, active. We're active. Um, so we look out for tweets that make us laugh or right, that make smile. us go. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, poignant um but mostly laugh at spurs so this is from jordan who is at texas underscore guna 14 he says i hope arsenal retire the number four asap in honor of william saliba's incredible legacy on football twitter <laughs> now this was obviously before we signed ben white and he was given the number, number four. four shirt um but yeah we- William Saliba. I mean, what, what can you say about that? The, guy? the problem with William Saliba and Arsenal fans is he had the best intro video ever. You know, like the signing announcement video. I don't know if you remember. It was really like slick and suave. He, he was on the plane over from yeah, France yeah, I remember. And yeah, yeah. medical, and it's just like really cool. It was like watching a movie, and it was a lot of money. And yeah, there was this tag going around that he was the next Varane, but better. Yeah, and I. We I know that's not true. It's just Ben White. But go on. When, when you've not, we've not been able to see him play, and I think there's just this myth, there's this illusion around him that he's absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. That he looks a good player. I've seen him play in France last season on loan. We've all seen, you know, bits and bobs. Mm. He does look good, but he is only nineteen. So I get. I get and, why he's not been thrown in. You know, when we signed him, he'd only played one professional season in Saint Etienne, hadn't he? I don't think he'd actually played yeah. much more than that. So, 
Okay, well, yeah, that's that's good banter. I like that one. Okay, the next one's from Bavs, at Bavs14 underscore. Uh, this is a response to uh, a tweet from a Man United account who says, Solskjaer saved Manchester United from becoming Arsenal FC. His response to that was, five years without a single trophy, he's made you Tottenham instead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good tweet. That is a good tweet. I did see a tweet, I know we were just talking about United and, and we mentioned Varane a moment ago. Did you see that tweet where somebody... Uh, was laughing at Arsenal for paying 50 million for Ben White and they've paid, I don't know, 40 million or whatever it is for Varane and they were sort of listing, you know, all of Varane's accomplishments and Ben White and Ben White had only won, like, the championship basically when he was with Leeds. And somebody from Arsenal, Arsenal fan responded and, and said, um, uh, yeah, let's not talk about the fact that you paid 56 million for Anthony Martial when he was just 18, uh, and maybe Fred at 52 million in the middle of the park, and there was another one I can't remember who it was. Uh, oh, Wan Bissaka at 50 million, and he's you know average at best, isn't he? Everyone has an agenda when it comes to their football sure. clubs. So yeah. hilarious. And the last one I've got today is from SG, who is at AFC9. Um, and they again responded to another tweet, uh, which looks like it's from a Tottenham fan. Um, and they posted, Pedri to Tottenham, who says no? Pedri. <laughs> oh, all good. But I think that last one might have to be Tweet of the Week, you know. That's good. Good player. Stand out. He stood out at the uh, Euros. Euros and... and um, when is, is it Barca? Yeah. yeah. 18 years of age. I mean... Phew. Looking good. Yeah. Yeah. He's what we thought Danny Sabas was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget the name of that last one, but that's my so, Tweet of the Week this week. At AFC9SG, you are Tweet of the Week. Thank you very much. Well done, mate. Uh, we'll give you a little shout out on Twitter. And <laughs> one word tweet. One word tweet. <laughs> it is literally Tweet of the Week. Word of the Week. Um, everyone should be saying no to Spurs. I, I just on that. Are you worried about Spurs? They no. also signed a new um, sporting director, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and look who he's bringing in. Like, well, he's already got rid of um, their uh, best defender. No, yeah, viral has <laughs> gone to is it Qatar or, or yeah, yeah, somewhere like that. Uh, Saudi Arabia, I think he's gone, isn't he? Mm. And who's the other one? They've just got that, that idiot that scored the flipping Rabona. I've forgotten his name. Christ, what a donkey. But he's already got rid of him, hasn't he? And brought in some chap from... Yeah, he's Spain. played like 16 games. Yeah, so uh, I'm not worried about them. But one to keep an eye on, you know. I mean, he's, they're he's about... I thing, think they're it? about to spend £47 million on a centre-back. From Atalanta, yeah. yeah. Who might... My, my 15-year-old nephew is a Spurs fan and tells me he was the... Uh, he's just won a Copper America with Argentina and he was voted Italy's best defender, Serie A's best defender last season. So, I don't know enough about him to, to say anything, but, uh, you know, anything you've got for me to lambast him with, do let me know. Right, let's talk transfers. It's transfer season. It's silly season. Uh, the state of some of the transfer rumours that we've seen going on, uh, and in particular the in the nose on Twitter hilarious I mean uh, I mean when it started I, every time I saw a player linked to Arsenal in the news I wrote it down and we've got a massive list here we've not signed one of these players have we no I think we signed one Adam where's it gone I thought I put signs next to him uh, oh Tavares Tavares yes Nuno Tavares yes 
But other than that, no, we've not signed Ollie Watkins or Danny Ings or Yves Basuma or, you know, Ryan Bertrand who chose Leicester over us. Um, ridiculous. So, but although the amount of, I can now confirm he has signed for Arsenal uh, to be announced in the next day tweets about players that have not been anywhere near us is, is ironic. Um, but let's just do a quick recap and do tell me if I've missed any. But uh, confirmed incomings, Nuno Tavares, 7.2 million from Benfica. Uh, and obviously Samba, Samba, Sambi, Sambi, Sambi. I thought it was Sambi Lakonga from Anderlecht, seventeen million. And then departures: Matteo Guendouzi and William Saliba have gone to Marseille on loan. Uh, but Guendouzi's on loan with a, is it option to buy or, or purchase? Uh, sorry, option to buy or um, obligation to buy. I think it might be obligation. obligation. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a small fee. Ten mil, something like that. Uh, loan fee initially, I think, of around a million, and then ten million euros. Something like that, yeah. So look, we made a couple of million on him. Yeah. And he's, look, he's an all right player, but he's a pain in the ass. He's another one though, like Saliba, where people think he's the second coming of Christ. Mm. They think he's you know, brazy. Mark II or something well, actually that's probably uh, not quite because he was a defender but you get my point people think he's uh, he's amazing I can't understand why is it because he likes fighting that people think that or I don't know not not for me he's not Arsenal quality for me anyway uh, also leaving the club David Luiz left at the end of his contract obviously and uh, big news the man that's won more trophies than Harry Kane FA Cup winner Matt Smith has been loaned out to Doncaster breaking news I don't know how you didn't start with that one well you know I like to build up to the big news but uh, (laughs) leave them hanging Um, and I'm more concerned probably about outgoings and incomings I don't know about you Mm. of course Ben White how could I miss Ben White as well 50 million well we've already mentioned him so we'll we'll pass on that one Um, yeah we'll we'll come back to that in a moment what are your thoughts on incomings so far pleased with them or not Uh, yeah I am Um, but I mean, in, on an individual basis, I think they all look look good. They're all. It's clear that they've sought out a specific age bracket of player mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, why Arteta didn't start with that when he joined the club, I don't know. Because people, fans can get behind it. It's a clear process. Pre- process. <laughs> you know, we're we're buying. We're we're going through the youth. Um, way of things and yeah. and um but yeah once you start signing Willian and Cedric the issue and is you sign a Willian in particular and it doesn't work out you well initially no one really wants him because of where they're coming from and age if they're not good enough and wage for yeah. them yeah. why are they good enough yeah. for us correct but, but the issue for me is if you've got a player on that money as you say, with that kind of um, hoo-ha around and coming because nobody really wants him, and you persist with him, you're creating a problem for yourself. You sign a youngster who's on a lot lower wages and it's not working out, it's easier to drop him and you're not going to get any heat, are you? So I don't know, maybe that's... You've got to remember, he's a rookie, isn't he, Arteta? Yeah. I know when the FA Cup, Charity Shield, whatever, but he is a rookie in managerial terms. So it's all a learning process for him too. And, and Edu uh, no less and Edu as well yes exactly so uh, uh, you know a year later we've learned a left back who 
Again, not through too much into it. Based on preseason, looks pretty good. To be fair, yeah, he's got all the raw ingredients. I think uh, to play in the Premier League: pace, strength, stamina. He looks good in those attacking areas, and he looks very much like good cover for Kieran Tierney. I think he's still some way off challenging Tierney for that uh, starting spot, but overall, good cover. It's the right profile of player and a good price. I, f- I don't think, like you say, when you when you buy young, um, you're not going to lose out in the long run. If it doesn't work out, you probably make your money back on yeah. when you're paying that yeah. sort of wage, I, I would have thought. And, you know, he's young, he's raw, but to me, based on the, the little I've seen already, and obviously he was at Benfica before, He's a better backup option than an expensive Said Kalasinac. You know, if that's our left back backup or or a Cedric who's a right back playing left back and you know, this is a better profile, like you said, better a better fit. Better so, fit, yeah. Absolutely. I think the, the way that, that we're trying to play, full backs high, attacking, lots of pace, energy. Sorry guys, just opening some beers. Yeah, as soon mind. as soon as you take Tierney out of the equation. And you put, you know, we had to put Granite Shaka in at the end of last season. It completely changed the yeah. way that Xhaka, we were playing. Saka, Cedric, uh, I even think Maitland Niles has played yeah, left back. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pleased with that when you're right. Absolutely. It's good to get a proper left back who's willing to take his time, learn. Perfect. Next. Sambi Lakonga. Um, high praise from well be honest sorry to interrupt you yeah, before he signed had I heard of him before we were linked had you heard of him no no same and you know there's going to be 1% of Arsenal fans that had yeah because fair play they live in Belgium yeah, yeah <laughs> no, I, I do my best to follow the majority of the leagues I have to say the Belgian one isn't one of them yeah um, but yeah but you're right Sorry, I interrupted yeah, you. Yeah, high, high praise. Yeah. Uh, Com- Vincent Company, no less, who I regard as, and, and we've had captains like Vieira, Adams. Yeah. I regard him as one of the best captains in the Premier League yeah. era. Yeah. Um, and he he made him captain of, of the club, no less, at, what, 21? Mm. Um, so, you know, that, that says a lot about him. I, I think he's shown in albeit a small sample size uh, during these friendlies that, that we've got a good player he, again he's strong uh, good passing range he goes short he does it quickly he yeah. goes long uh, he's you know looks really good um, but also he looks forward you know he's not Moel Nenny left right back fall over get yeah. caught on the ball yeah. he's not done that yet anyway I mean, one thing I mean I'm sure Arteta will be that into him but. <laughs> yeah give it time uh, one one thing you always hear Arteta talk about is transition with the ball. It's getting from defence to attack really quickly. Yeah. And there's one thing I love about players. One thing I particularly love about like Emma Smith Rowe is the turn. Yeah. The turn with the ball to, to literally you know have you back to goal, middle of the park, ball comes gone, one touch, and you notice that very quickly with him. Yeah, he looks quite mobile. He does. Yeah. And, you know, you, you listen to a lot of ex pros talking about um, players, new players, and. Um, first training sessions and within first touch or two you can tell if a player is good enough and um, I I see him like that you know from the outside looking in like same first couple of touches you can tell when someone's got the quality with the ball um, and look 
it's it's great that Arteta is actually using some of his links to um, to get players like that ahead of other other teams. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously he he played. Well, he didn't play with the company, but you know he was there when at City when company was. Um, Seventeen million. I mean, it seems pretty cheap in this day and age. When you think about some of the numbers that are being banded about for players, mm. uh, so you know, let's wait and see what happens. But it's another one where if it doesn't work out, you probably get seventeen million back for him, maybe, maybe a bit more in in time. But yeah, he, he seems really happy as well to be at Arsenal. If you look at his interviews, he, he seems yeah, really thin, again, so. you know, he's come in good English straight away, which mm. which helps. Yeah, 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 definitely. Then why? Ben White. Um, what do you know about him? So, what do I know about him? Uh, won the championship. I saw a stat the other day. Mm. Won the championship with Leeds. He played every game, 46 games, for Leeds in that campaign. He played every minute. And he played every minute of every game. It, I mean, that says a lot, doesn't it? Because that is like one of the toughest leagues in the world. Yeah. Um, At what, 19 years ago? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, championship team of the season, I think yeah. he was in that. Yeah. Um, the one thing I know about him uh, is his passing range. Yeah. And, you know, I always thought that with David Luiz. David Luiz could launch a good pass most of the time from defence to attack. Uh, and you watch no end of YouTube videos and you'll see that with, with Ben White, you know. Um, and that's something that maybe we lack from Gabriel or even Pablo Mari. You know, that- Rob Holding. Yeah, I've got Rob holding awful distribution. I mean, essentially, I'd, I'd say that's whose place he's going to take. Yeah, right side of defence. Um, so, looking like an upgrade. Yeah, it's fifty million, a lot of money. I think it's hard to say. It's not. It's if I'm hard. honest, it is a lot if you look at how little games he has played in, in the Premier League, but. I mean, and you have to add ten million just because he's English. Hundred percent have to. So, is he a forty million pound player? Probably in this day and age. Yeah, I'm put it this way: Harry Maguire was eighty million. Is he half the player Harry Maguire is? No. <laughs> you know, uh, he's better than that. So time will tell. So yeah. I saw I saw a tweet the other day, and I should have saved it as tweet of the week, where someone said people are laughing at Arsenal now for buying fifty million pound for Ben White. In a couple of years' time, people will look back and go, that was a really good purchase at that price. I think so too. Um, I think if we didn't buy him now when we had the chance, had the the money to do it, I do think Man City would probably have come in for him. Mm. And then you've got no chance buying him, have you? Yeah. I'm excited. And then then people would have been saying, should have bought him. Should have bought him. So, yeah. yeah, totally. I'm I'm really excited to see what he can bring to the team. Well, he, he, he what I've noticed and and heard from people that have watched a lot of him is that he brings the ball out very confidently. He he's comfortable with it at his feet. You know, he can. I think uh, he completed the most dribbles for a defender last season. Um, so yeah, and that's. You know, we we do play out from the back, and, and that's what he wants. And I think it's a good player to have if we're going to play that way. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then outgoings, because we've got a number of questions to get through, and a lot of them are transfer related. So we won't dwell too much on incomings and outgoings 
to the nth degree in terms of what we need because I know we've got questions that cover those but uh, just talked about outgoings so Guendouzi leaving on loan and, and obviously which will become permanent that sounds like you think it's the right decision yep um, Williams oh, I would have Scan- liked straight cash but there you go hey what are you going to do what are you going to do William Saliba out on loan um, there's it's- an argument to be had there isn't there would he have been better off being at Arsenal integrating with the team learning but realistically how much first team football is he going to get especially with no Europa League Champions League whatever versus probably going to be a starter at Marseille going to get another season of of football under his belt more development more experience is that the better option for him? Thoughts? Yeah I think so I think regular football beats everything Do you think there was a a plan C, which would have been go out on loan on season, but to a Premier League club, a bit like a Joe uh, Willock to Newcastle, would that have worked better? Because that would have been my preferred option on the fact that he'd have then had more experience in the league. Yeah, but I just I think that clubs, if if he wanted games, the clubs that would give him the games would be fighting relegation, and I don't think that's where he should be. Yeah. I think at Marseille, you know, they're a they're a club that they're not brilliant, but they're one of they'll the be in the French top clubs. half. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they'll be in the top half of, of the French league. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's it, really. David Luiz, obviously, uh, end of contract, so off his pops, uh, and probably the right decision. I think we said at the end of last season, the only reason we keep him is maybe to bit part player and experience around the dressing room. But clearly, he wanted to play, maybe more than Arteta could give him. Uh, and Matt Smith out to Doncaster on loan. I mean, yeah, no brainer that one really, isn't it? He's not going to break into the first team anytime soon. There are a few others, I think, uh, sort of younger players. Yeah, Tyrese John Jules has gone out on loan out. again. Yeah. he's got absolutely no future at Arsenal. <laughs> How many loans? <laughs> How many loans has he had now? Yeah, he, he's got no chance out yeah. now, does he? Um, but that's fine, you know. We we said we said before all these youngsters that we are getting that are going out on loan they're getting league experience that increases their value and if they don't make it at Arsenal it's money in our pocket when we do sell them you know um, any others that you're keen to see leave never mind incomings who do you think you just you, just, you need to go oh, where's, Anyone? The, where's the list yeah um, yeah Cedric I think has to go Kalasinac he's on high wages he needs to go um, you know, we we touched, we spoke about Shaka earlier. It would have been nice to see a change there, but doesn't look like that's going to happen now. Um, maybe El Nene as an alternative could could go, so we can bring someone else mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the one there I just want to talk about quickly is uh, strikers. Well, Bamyang obviously still number one striker, albeit he's not sort of firing on all cylinders. Um, and then we've got Balogun that's just been promoted. So you'd think he's been promised some form of game time and development opportunity this year. We've got Lacazette, who's in the last, he's now in the last 12 months of his contract, probably 11 months now. And Eddie Nketiah, who looked like he was on his way out, but actually he's had quite a good pre-season, hasn't he? Um, so far where do you stand with that because you know that was largely the same three 
Balogun didn't play, so three with Nketiah and Lacazette and Aubameyang that struggled to score goals last season. Do we need to bring another striker in? And if so, who needs to go? And sort of thoughts on Lacazette in terms of do we offer him a new contract or do we sell him whilst we can? Because we're just letting him go for free, don't we, in years' time? Well, we look like we're in the habit of offering contracts out at the moment when we can't get rid of players. Um, I don't think that's the right thing to do. I do think we need something different. I don't think either of the the two senior strikers, Aubameyang Lacazette, I don't think either of them do what Arteta wants um, from from a centre-forward. There's just so much to do elsewhere. For me, it's not a priority, really. But bearing in mind, I think they they are capable of scoring goals. Yeah, it's just about getting the ball in those areas, um, getting the right balance in the team, and having that creativity and and not being overly reliant on Emil Smith Rowe to produce week in week out. Yeah. Um, well, look. Let's let's look at some um, listener questions. Questions. Sorry, I didn't even say that right. Because uh, a lot of them are understandably yeah, transfer transfer related. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me start with one here. Uh, this is from James, who's at Guna JD. He says, "Where does the squad finish the season? Top four or not?" I'm guessing that's based on current as squad. it stands. Yeah. Not not for me. Um, no. Even without European football. A distraction of that. I mean, there's going to be uh, a nice flow of Saturday-only games. Yeah. I mean, c- can't tell you how much I despise Thursday and Sunday games. Uh, strangely, Tuesday and Wednesday, Saturday, I can kind of live with, even though it's the same time frame. You know, if you're playing Champions League football, Thursday, Sunday is horrendous, isn't it? Nothing. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Um, so not having that this season, FA Cup. Um, League Cup and Premier League, but don't don't see it finishing top four with that squad. I don't know. I just I still think it's too unbalanced, and I think the eleven we're we're very reliant going down one side of the pitch, and I I think we need a right back. Yeah, and a central midfielder, and I'm worried about backup goalkeeper as well at the moment are you worried about number one goalkeeper at the moment <laughs> Christ his distribution against Chelsea was scary um, yeah but he's not as bad as that we we know that he's alright he's alright good enough this is the thing Leno's a brilliant shot stopper I think he's a brilliant shot stopper but the, the modern goalkeeper is more than being just a brilliant shot stopper it's setting up plays you know counter-attacking football as soon as you get the ball boshed release it but being able to release it in the right way playing as the um, sweeper keeper all of that sort of stuff is more than just stopping shots isn't it um, I just worry I had a few errors that sort of crept in last season um, hey look I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he'll still start as number one goalkeeper uh, but you're right we need a number two desperately and I'm not sure spending 25 to 30 million on Ramsdale from Sheffield United is necessarily the right answer. Do you? No. And if we are paying that money, is it because we're expecting him to go from number two to number one the following season? I would assume so, yeah. That that would be what they're looking at, yeah. 
they're, they're not looking to bring a number two in. Um, they're looking to bring a number one in. Mm. Okay. You got any questions? I have. I have. Sorry. That's right. Just uh, sp- spilt my beer. Uh, questions, questions. We've got loads of questions. We've got lots. Everyone's missed this. That's what it is. So, this one from friends of the podcast and another good podcast. It's at FTLOL podcast for the love of lists. Good, good podcast. Good podcast. Uh, we like that. I like a list. Bit of FT low. Go on. Uh, if you was a manager. Would you want to focus completely on the league or try and have a strong cup run in the FA and League Cup, seeing as there's no European football this season? For me, I would have to say um, we've kind of done the the cup competitions. <laughs> not, not that we've done them, that's a silly thing to say, I guess. but Completed it. Completed it, mate. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like another FA Cup would be fantastic, but would it satisfy the requirements of an Arsenal fan right now? No. You know, if we win another FA Cup, great, we've won it. I just think our focus has to be on getting into the top four. I really do, and not just from a prestige of the type of player you pull. From a finances perspective, I think it's so important to the club advertising money everything I think that's really our our aim you would you rather we won a trophy and no I I think you're right I think the league is important this season we can't finish any lower than sixth and I hate to even say that out loud but I mean we've got to be aiming top four definitely top top three top two we should be challenging for the league and we're, we're way off that but yeah. realistically yeah top four top four's got to be a minimum hasn't it a minimum but as it stands I, I just I can't, can't see it. it yeah who would you say stronger in the league than us at this moment in time Chelsea Man United Liverpool Man City and then flip a coin Leicester I'm not thoroughly convinced about that they can maintain you know the their trajectory. Yeah. Uh, Spurs, I think, are probably going to be say at Spurs. Maybe worse if Harry Maybe Kane worse. does go. Yeah. Um, who else is there? I mean, uh, West Ham. I thought they won't have a season like that again. I don't think. No. No, you're right. Um. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, we're both in agreement with that, and that's the general vibe I get from 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 others. And actually, leads on to a, a good question from uh, friends of the show at Canon Chatter. Go check them out. Subscribe to their podcast uh, or YouTube channel uh, on YouTube, of course. And they ask if this is the squad that starts the season. Is it time for Edu to move on, or do you feel he deserves more time to prove he can deliver the players the club needs? Good question. That that is a good question. Big rebuild, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, you can't just uh, pay players off and cancel their contracts and say see you later, can you? He's got to start. It's not easy to to sell a player if if I guess if teams don't want that player. Yeah, but he has to find solutions. I think he's done all right bringing the players in that they've brought in. Bar William. Bar William. 
Mbar, Cedric, even Louise to a certain extent. But I think the issue is, if you ask me, yes, um, it's harder for him to prove himself, or hard for him to prove his record to date, because he's not made a marquee signing. Do you know what I mean by that? We've not gone and signed uh, a Sancho. Or um, uh, I'm trying to think of someone else that signed someone big this summer, but you, you you get my my point. It's not as if you've gone, wow, Arteta's gone crazy. Uh, sorry, Eddie's done a crazy job. Look who he signed. He's managed to get hold of. His party, not a marquee signing. He was good, but but did you feel like you were signing an Ozil or a Burkamp or a, some someone of that stature, a Sol Campbell? Do, do you know what I mean? I was excited by party, but to me, to me, I've never really thought of him on the world stage in the same way I have those types of players. And maybe that's because Arsenal are not at that level, but I kind of feel like that's how and why people are judging him the way mm. that they are. Do you think there's something to come then still in this window? We are, we are linked to a, a couple of those sorts of players, I would guess, maybe. <sighs> uh, Lautaro Martinez... The Inter Milan striker, would yeah. he be a marquee signing for you? Uh, I mean, he was highly coveted by Barcelona year before last, I think. Um, and Inter did not want to sell him. Uh, comes with a really good rep. So, yeah, I guess that would be pretty pretty high, uh, high marquee signing. But I can't see that one happening, if I'm honest. So, I'm glad to be sort of proved wrong. Um and I think maybe the other thing going against him is the things you've just said you know the fact that he's already signed a Willian and a Cedric Suarez and they've not really worked out and it's everyone's kind of gone what the hell are you signing them for and it's proved to be a case of we told you not to bloody sign them I don't know I just feel like maybe his rep's been not not necessarily tarnished but he's certainly not done a lot to enhance it at the moment Um, time will tell I mean uh, it it seems seems like they've changed the way that they're working Whereas before, it was very much a. I don't know how involved Arteta was, but it was very contacts based. Yes. Who's in my book? Who yes. can I get? And he was he was in with this Kia guy, yeah. and he knows a lot of other people, and that that can be a good thing. But the players have got to be right, and it's as if Arteta is. I'm assuming Arteta. Someone's. You know, they've either come to this decision together or Arteta said that we've got to stop. We have to sign the right players. Yeah. You're right. I wonder whether they've looked at uh, certain signings. Martinelli, 7 mil. He's looking pretty good. Um, Kieran Tierney, 25 mil. He's looking pretty goddamn good. And maybe thought, you know what, maybe, like you said, the contact route isn't the way forward. Maybe let's just identify the right players for our club at the right time. Let's build a squad of young, hungry players instead of overpaid, been yeah. there, done that, expensive signings um, that probably don't really give a shit about playing for the club. And it is just more about, I'll have a final paycheck, please. But again, they're both rookies. They're both learning. That's the way that, that it is. Uh, interestingly, so thanks to that Canon, the guys at Canon Chat. Uh, interestingly, they had a response on our um, Twitter feed from at Guna underscore dad six, um, who said, Arsenal fans have been saying our defence looks shaky this pre-season. Uh, no, that's that's a lie. That isn't the response that, <laughs> that isn't the response I was talking about. Here we go. Sorry, this is the response. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Balls up. I've balls up. I've, I've put two and two together and come out with 28. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. There was a similar question from a fabulous opera at, uh, at a fabulous opera six. There must have been five fabulous operas before that. Arteta and Eddie have had 19 months to move players, sign players and improve the squad. Have they done a good job building, rebuilding the squad? Sorry about the cock up there. Uh, Diddley, what are your thoughts? 19 months they've had to ship and shape our squad up. Mm. Arteta and Edu, just kind of linked to what we were talking about. Have they done a good job so far? Um, well. It's not a five-minute job getting rid of expensive it, deadwood. It's not. When you've, when you've inherited players that are on 100, 150 grand a week that you've not brought in, it's not a case of, Selling them, you know, push L2 on FIFA and you've got a quick sale job done. Someone's got to buy the player. Someone's got to be willing to take over the wages. Da, 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 da. And when you've got players like Gwendouzi, bad attitude, Ozil, let's be honest, probably couldn't really be bothered towards the end, etc. That does affect the squad. So you've got to move those players out to create better harmony. So in my eyes, they've done a good job to get rid of players like that Mustafi Kolasinac did go and obviously he's still come back because he's got a year left all that sort of stuff I think they've done a relatively good job of mm. getting rid of players I, I think it's highlighted what a big job it was and what a load of shit we had in the squad and still have mm. um, I think the Emery tenure tenure era whatever you want to call it and the Rao Sanye combined was an absolute disaster uh, I don't think they did enough, if anything, to get any sort of uh, money for any any Sales. of the players. Uh, no. It was it was awful, really. Wasn't yeah, it? and that was the contacts led era. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, that's how we got a march on um, Pepe, but ended up spending seventy two million on him. Great player, but you look back and think seventy two million. Ooh. Um, but then they got Kieran Tierney for 25, that same team. So swings and roundabouts, I guess. Um, but, right, yeah, the questions about Edu and Arteta, do I think... I think they're trying. Um, at the minute, without any games being played and the squad not finalised, it's a difficult question to answer. I think at the end of the window, when we, when we see you know, where we're at, that will give us a bit more yeah insight yeah so maybe uh, contact us again with that question at the end of the window ask us again and we'll we'll revisit it but we'll answer it again we'll, we'll answer it and be sure but you to, heard it here first. to credit you yeah that's right. you got any more questions there uh, yeah sorry that's um, alright right. I've got one here from at AFC 24 news um, obvious question for you both um, one of these we've already answered. Thoughts on the transfer window so far? Predictions for the season? Do you think we can crack top four? God, three questions. Expectations for the individual new signings? That's uh, another question. So expect. Let's start with that one. Go on then. What? Expectations for the individual new signings? So Ben White, Lukonga. He's put and Madison in particular. Yes, I'm that optimistic. <laughs> um, I think they'll all have bigger parts to play than we maybe give them credit for. I think uh, I hate to I hate to be this guy, but I think 
Kieran Tierney's injury record makes me think um, Tavares might play more games than maybe we think he, he will. Mm. Um, I think Ben White will definitely be a starter. For I the think he starts game. first game of the yeah. season and, yeah. and that's that. And I think um, Lukonga will probably play more games than we, uh, again, thought that he probably would. So that's my prediction. Uh, what was the other question that you asked? Uh, one about top four. I, don't, well, I wasn't confident on yeah, top four. Yeah, based on what we've got. It's got to be the aim, but I don't think we'll necessarily mm. do it. Um, was there two more questions in there? Or? Thoughts on the transfer window so far? Slow. Next. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Thank you for your question, though. You got any more? I have. I've always got more. Uh, so, at Guna underscore Dad6, who I started and then didn't finish earlier, so apologies for that. Arsenal fans have been saying our defence looks shaky this pre-season and our attack has been creating plenty. Last season, it was the other way around. Do you think we can get the balance right between attack and defence next season? Mm. I mean, you kind of mentioned before when I was talking about strikers, you said basically we need to create more, don't we? Can't just rely on uh, Emil Smith-Rowe. Martin Odegaard has gone. So that's another attacking midfielder that we've lost, not replaced. Ceballos is gone, but he wasn't really an attacking midfielder in the end, was he? So, uh, and, 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 you know, we ended the season with, what, the fourth best defensive record, third best defensive record last season? Mm. So um, I think defence will probably be all right. I'm not saying it's great, but I think, you know, if you think of Louise being replaced by Ben White, you could argue Ben White has less mistakes in him than David Louise does. The rest of the bat line is largely the same. The addition of Tavares is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. I think we need to sort that right back position 100%. out. Um, and I think Ben White gives us uh, that prog- ball progression from the back, which will help create more chances because yeah. it will get the ball up the pitch a lot quicker. Um, and then that helps players like Pepe, who shouldn't be picking the ball up on the halfway line, should be further forward in that final third where he can do the damage. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I think, but just on the point of our defence looks shaky this pre-season, it's, again, pre-season is a strange one because, um, you know, it was a very mixed team against Aberdeen and Rangers. Um, was that our third choice who's been promoted recently I forget his name third choice goalkeeper that's just been promoted that Arthur Quonko that's the guy you know made a horror mistake against uh, Dundee you can't read too much into all of that sort of stuff can you um, so uh, yeah time, time will tell but thank you for your question Guna Dad ok I've got one here go for it this is from Bungle at Bungle to Guna I always knew he was on yeah. Rainbow. Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon Zippy is? Uh, Liverpool fan never shuts up. That's why he's got the zip. <laughs> he says hypothetically, or she, hypothetically speaking, if we were unable to get any further signings over the line during this window, how optimistic, in brackets, realistic should we be that Arsenal can improve on last year's league standing, even without the distraction of European competition? 
So if the league, if the transfer window closed today and we went with what we've got, uh, do you know what? I'm going to say optimistic. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, tell me why. I will. I'm not. Um, I think we could do better than eighth, uh, largely because there's surely no way we're going to go through another horror run like we did where we lost like eight of ten games or whatever it felt like it was. Do you know what I mean? Before the Chelsea sort of game where we turned it around. Massive improvement from there on in. Um, We've got another season under our belt of understanding Arteta's tactics. Um, I just think we're better prepared. And like you say, without Europe, just less distractions. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to come first, but even if we got fifth, sixth, seventh, it's going to be better than eighth, factually. So that's still not good enough. It's not good enough, but the question was, would we do better than last season? Wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, that. That's there. Yeah, answer the question. But you, you, you tell me. Do you, do you not see it as positively as that? I don't. I just I think we're lacking in quality cent- central midfield. Party being injured again worries me. Mm. There's the African nations. He'll be off to that if he's fit. So will Aubameyang. Who plays centre mid? Torreira? Um, no, because... No. He's not going to be around by the looks of it. He's not going to be yeah. around, is he? That's another one. But is this, we... is this where the likes of uh, Joe Willock keeps his place at Arsenal and that's his opportunity? Um, I don't think Joe Willock stays. Xhaka? Would he play centre mid? I mean, El Nenny... Does he do play? Yeah, he'll be off. Yeah, so okay. Well, let's let's count our blessings that it's not the end of the transfer window today. We can make more changes. Um, Are you confident that that we will? Yeah, I think we definitely will. I think there'll be a lot of stuff done in the last couple of days. Yeah. All right, I've got two more questions here. I don't know if you've got any more, but um, this one's from Dave Eustace, who's at DaveU25. Uh, he says, why does Arteta persist with Elneny, Xhaka and Bellerin when clearly they're a huge part of us finishing eighth two seasons in a row? Is he blind? Is he stubborn? Or is he really just stupid? Uh, I've got a thought process on this, but what what's yours? Why does he persist with those players? Um... I mean, you said earlier Shaka's had, what, three, three, four different managers at mm. Arsenal? They all played him. Yep. Yeah. They all liked him. Arteta likes him. I, uh, I think it seems to be coming out that he was quite keen for him to stay, but Shaka maybe fancied a new challenge. So... Bellerin? Why does he persist with Bellerin? Does he? Does he not? I don't think he does. I think he's given up on Bellerin as well. I think... Um, I think Bellerin's given up on Arsenal. Yeah, I do. Uh, um, I think he's wanted to leave for a while. He needs a new challenge, a new... I think Arsenal fans... Falling out of love with him. Falling out, yeah. That's, that's and right. And I think he's the type of player that feels that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's heavily you know into social media and, and he'll he'll know he'll be very aware of the vibe yeah um, again I've said before on previous podcasts that as a guy I, I like him I've got a lot of time for him as a player 
I think, yes, it's time for him to move on. Arteta's played Callum Chambers toward the end of last season yeah. and in pre-season as well. He's, he seems to be, that's the route he's, he's going down at the moment. Um, whether we, we bring another one in uh, at right back, I don't know. I think that's definitely going to be dependent on whether Hector and or Cedric leave. Yeah, I agree. You can't have four right backs. Well, not unless you're England squad manager. Oh, that's no, true. Yeah. It nearly worked for him. Um, I think for me, why does he persist with them? I think he persists with Elneny because he's a good, versatile squad player. Um, I've said this before, and I know it's pathetic, but he seems to bring, uh, quote, Arteta, good energy to the team. Uh, I think it's more of a... What, in the dressing room? Yeah. So does Gunasaurus. Well, yeah, true, but he was sacked for a while. <laughs> Uh, maybe lost his vibe. Um, I, so I, I do. I think he likes El Nenny being around just for the the banter, the, the the squad camaraderie. And look, he's quite a tidy player. I mean, I'm not saying he's ripping up trees. He does go backwards. He does go sideways. But he does keep possession of the ball quite well. Mm. Um, largely speaking, Xhaka. Yeah, for all the faults I've listed, he has his qualities. He's definitely a leader. You know, he'll stand up for the team. He offers balance because he's left-footed in the middle of that park. And he is a good passer of the ball, generally. Um, and Bellerin, oh, like you said, I don't know. I mean, he, he did persist with him for quite a while. But uh, I don't think that's going to be an ongoing thing. I think you're right. It's a case of who can take him for the most money. Very heavily linked with Inter Milan, but they want him on loan with no obligation. No good to us. We want money. So there must be somewhere that he can go. Um, so yeah I don't know and, and also just going back to my point earlier in this podcast our squad depth is not that deep if you don't play Bellerin like you say you're playing Suarez or, or Chambers Chambers was out for a large part of the season still wasn't he with injury Suarez was covering left back a lot of the time so it's you know who do you, who do you put there if you don't play Bellerin in those sort of circumstances uh, and similar with Xhaka and, and El, well, not so much El Nenny, he doesn't really start a lot does he but with Xhaka Similar thing, we're just saying now. Who were you playing? Danny Ceballos? Just wasn't working out last season, was it? Um, Guendouzi? He's no better than Xhaka, sorry. So our numbers are limited. With, yeah, we've, with we haven't replaced no. these players. Torreira is the other one. Yeah, yeah, Torreira. I mean, I'd, I'd be happy to give Torreira another go in the Premier League myself, but I don't know if the player wants that. And if the player doesn't want it, forget it. Yeah. Uh, I've got another one here. This is from uh, at Shooter TX Gooner, Shooter Texas Gooner. Did you mention him earlier? Was he one of the Tweet of the Weeks? No. Anyway, uh, he says, are you concerned by parties' injury records starting to trend in the negative? As in, he's had a lot of injuries since he's been at Arsenal. Yeah. Bit of an odd one. I'm not but... I'm not concerned. Uh, I think, I don't think we handled it very well when he got injured the first time. I think he, he was rushed. To rushed back against United, was it? Rushed back too soon against Spurs. Uh, and had to limp oh, that's off. right, yes. Um, cost us the goal, cost us the game, really. Yeah, so we didn't handle it very well, and I don't think that's his fault, or maybe it was. You know, it's you ask fault. the player, how do you feel? And he says, yeah. I, f- I feel all right. Yeah. And I think it's his fault, he's too good. Mm. That, you know, all jokes aside, he's our best midfielder. That's why we rushed him back, because we haven't got any more quality, we haven't got the, the squad depth. And, you know, I guess that's 
that's kind of what you do and that's where you learn about your man management isn't it um so yeah uh, any more questions diddly uh, i've got one more here from chesney mcgrath at chesney 535 he says I think it's time the club moves on and sells to Daniel Eck. Goes on a different direction with a new manager and owner. Uh, we keep playing the same players that keep making the same mistakes year in and year out. I'm sick of it. <laughs> hashtag Cronky out. Hashtag Arteta out. Um, I think most Arsenal fans would agree with the bulk of what you said there. Uh, everyone's sick of Cronky. Uh, the only thing I find with the Daniel Ek situation is I think it's kind of been and gone now. If you remember, Patrick Vieira was largely a supporter of that consortium or, or that player posse that he got together. Well, he's now moved on to become a rival, isn't he, in Crystal Palace manager. So that's one gone. Um, Ljungberg was another one. He's obviously no longer around at Arsenal. I think he, he was sort of throwing his name around to say, yeah, I'm supporting it. So... It's kind of gone a bit quiet, and even the cranky out uh, supporters or you know protesters, it's kind of gone quiet. I'm with you. I want cranky out as much as as anyone. Um, but we said last season, I certainly did, and I'm pretty certain you did. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is Arteta's season to make or break. You know, if it doesn't work out this season, it's time to go. Um, yeah, definitely. And I still um, feel that way. Uh, and I, I think can't afford to slip further behind. No, we can't, and I don't think he's gonna have the whole season either. Mm. Um, I mean, there, there were boos heard at the Emirates on Sunday at the final whistle from you know a few. Uh, that's pre-season friendly, so imagine we're five, ten games in. Things aren't going our yeah. way. We're yeah. we're not in the top. Well, I don't even know what it would take. Top six, top four. I think it's got to be top four. I really do. I don't think for Europa people to League be kicking happy. off. Yeah, I think if we're in the Europa League, it's not good enough. We escaped the Europa League Conference or whatever it is at the expense of Spurs, which is always good because I mean the the games they're playing are ridiculous. But the Europa League itself is so you know second rate. Let's be honest, called a spade a spade. It's not good enough. It's just not good enough. So. Uh, yeah, that's the situation with that, I guess, isn't it? Uh, there's one last comment here uh, from... Uh, it's a comment, it's not a question. Guna, who is at Guna... Check this out. 911-83164. Who says, Orba has been missing for a year. I hope he comes back. Me too. Are you worried about him? No. Think he'll come good? Yeah, I do, because... That old saying of form is temporary, class is permanent. Mm -hmm. If he wasn't getting into those positions to score the goals, I'd be worried. I think once you can't do that, or you you know you lose that that yard, and you can't get beyond your your defender, I yeah. I, I think um, yeah, there's cause for concern. But no, I I, I think he could easily. Just score a couple, and yeah. then everyone will just, you know, be quiet about Pe it. Yeah. People were calling him, or, or saying that maybe he was going to become an Ozil version two. You know, big contract, tools down. 
I don't see that in him. I think his uh, personality is very different to Ozil's in that respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just think he needs the chances. You're right. And I think... Um, yeah, give him enough opportunities and he'll, he'll put them away, won't he? Uh, and, and he's a confidence player. Get one, get two, get three. You know, start to build up again. I think he had a, a rough run at the end of last season. It just wasn't great. The team weren't playing great. The confidence in the team wasn't good. And, and that just, you know, breathes through the rest of the players, doesn't it? Um, just before we wrap up, there's one player that I do want to mention. I just want a view on it from you. Yeah. We've been heavily linked with James Madison. Mm-hmm. And um, it's quoted today that Brendan Rodgers hasn't said, when pressed, he hasn't said he's not for sale. Mm. He said something to the word of, I don't know, every player for the right price. I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like that. Right. Which would indicate, yeah, give us enough money and we'll let you have him. Is he the right player for us? And if he's not, who would you have as an attacking centre midfielder, if not him? I think we've we've made our bid, haven't we? Um, we've hung our hat Allegedly. well and truly on Emil Smith Rowe. He's got the number ten. He's he's the man. I don't see why we would spend sixty, seventy million on James Madison. I get I can see what you get with him. He does Arsenal fan. Make is he? Hmm. Didn't know that. He does make Leicester tick, I think. Uh He says he's more a, lot of, a number eight than a number ten. Yeah, is he though? Answer. I'm not I'm not, I'm not convinced. convinced. No, and um, I think we're getting the final. If you know, if we proceeded down that route, we'd be getting the final article, the finished article. The I don't think there's much more to mm-hmm. his ceiling. If mm-hmm. I'm being honest, I'd prefer to go down, um, spend a little bit less money, a different sort of route. Would you go for Odegaard if he came up? There's talk of him, although gone back to Real Madrid, actually he doesn't really see a path to the first team, not going to play that much, so he'd rather leave and quite happy to go back to Arsenal by all accounts. But we're talking 50 million, I heard quoted. I mean, that's a lot of money for someone that's been producing an awful lot in the no, time. He was I mean, he, he, I do like him as a player, and I think he can get better as well. He's got a higher ceiling, yeah. Um, but he needs to add goals to to his game. But he's a tidy passer of the ball. He's his ball retention's really good. Um, got a good passing rate. Uh, it creates a lot. I think he works well with Emil Smith Rowe as well mm-hmm. in the team. Mm-hmm. They can play together. And I think he links up well with Aubameyang. Because there's talk he's our number one midfield. Oh, I I can priority. imagine that he is. I think once Arteta. Likes, likes a player, a player yeah. that's it, you know, for him. Um, and there's not too many other names out there, is there? Not, I mean, not really. We were linked to Awa, yeah, uh, the season before, but that seems to have gone very quiet. Uh, his price seems to have gone down though, so I don't know why we've not. I mean, I, yeah, that. there's talk of a 25 30 million pound bid will be enough for him, but there's been plenty of people saying. If he's that cheap and he's that good, why has no one else gone for him? And mm. that's a valid question you have to ask, isn't it? Um, you know, if something's too good to be true, it usually is. And maybe that's the, the problem there. I just think we need somebody that's going to compete with Emil Smith-Rowe. I mean, he seems like a very humble guy. 
I can't imagine to sort to say, well, I'm guaranteed to start, so I don't have to play that that well. I'm, you know, I'm giving that number 10, whatever. I don't think he's that kind, but I think someone breathing down your neck pushes you to be Oh, the definitely. Best. I, I, I don't think Bernd Leno is that sort of guy. I think, but when he, when we brought Matt Ryan in, in January, he stepped up. Mm. I thought, I mm. thought Bernd Leno was, was really good. And when Martinez was around, it was the same, wasn't yeah. it? It was like, as I'm going to be number one. Blah, as soon blah, blah. as he's pushed and he's questioned about being number one, he steps up. Uh, and I do think in Miss Miss Rose like that as well, he, he, he will he'll keep working hard. But I, I do think you need someone to push you. And I think we also need someone with a different skill set. Someone that... Emil Smith-Rowe's... The way he creates chances is very much based on movement. Mm. Giving in, going, mm. getting into these pockets of, of space. Um do you want someone that can crack one in from 25 yards? I do. Or, yeah, someone that can do that and can pick a pass that no one else can see as well. I think someone that's unpredictable and, and does... Yeah, the sort of thing that an on-formosal could do. You know, he would, he would find someone when no one else could. And maybe, I'm not comparing them, but that's where I see Odegaard. There are a couple of shades of him last season obviously towards the end of last season where he'd play a pass he'd split a defence and you think oh, not bad but he didn't he didn't play enough because he was injured for a period of it the right player for me because uh, there was a screamer he scored in the Europa League as well wasn't there so he can do it he's got a good technique uh, just not 50 million not 50 million um, my gut tells me that we'd probably bring him in Last day of the transfer window. Yeah. On loan. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think Real Madrid are skint and they need the money. And I think if I genuinely think for all of his faults, if Edu and Arteta went to Kroenke and said need need fifty mil, he'd get it. I I really do a bit like the party situation. I think it, that that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you know what? I actually don't think we'll get him. Yeah. I think we'll go. Balls deep on uh, James Madison. Mm. I really do. And then we've got a problem of a £70 million player who might not even start because, as you say, Emma Smith-Rowe is kind of that number one attacker. Or or are we putting too much on Emma Smith-Rowe saying, you're our main guy? And actually, he's only 20 years old, isn't he, or whatever he is. So maybe not even that. So maybe he needs to learn from someone like a James Madison. Don't know. Tell you what, let's stick to podcasting and leave the uh, football managing to Twitter experts and Arteta. Um, God, you've been with us a long time, if you're still with us, so thank you for listening. Uh, that's gone quick, isn't it? Yes. Fun to do uh, uh, another episode, so thank you for your questions, thank you for dialing in. You're not dialing in, you know what I mean, downloading. Um, Diddley, just a quick reminder, where can they find us on socials? Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, at BlastArsenalPod. And make sure you do that. Uh, send us a question for next week. We'll happily answer any of your questions. And do look out for some collaborations that are going to be uh, taking place in the near future with some other great podcast and content creators. Uh, got yep. a few things lined up, haven't we? Which is good. We'll have people on. Hopefully, we'll be going on to to other people's as well. Yeah. Um, look forward to that. We got features that we obviously we've not, we haven't done tonight. Uh, so look out for those. Some 
little fun things, some quizzes as well, and all sorts going on. All the sort of things that you, the listener, can get involved with from wherever you're listening to this now. Um, so yeah, that'll be good, won't it, Diddley? It will, and it's. Uh, I'm. I'm happy to be back. Together as well, not over. We'll see how long it lasts. We will until until they send us to another lockdown. But yes, we're uh, we're back in the same room as well, which is nice because we had the odd uh, technical issues last season, didn't we? Um, bit like Arsenal, right? Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Catch us next week uh, as we preview our first game against Brentford. Um, first game of the season. First game of the season. Yes. Who knows? This time next week we could have another signing, couldn't we? I doubt it. I doubt it too. Anyway, thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal.